Marty. Jacob. <laughs> Rave culture. Up, Rave culture. Got me. Ass. What was that? I know. <laughs> I know, man. You finally got me out here. I've been like ducking you a little bit. Nah. Not really, not really ducking. I've just been just been busy. Work came up, you know, things. But yeah, we're out here now. I get the glue. Yeah, it's a gloomy day here in South Florida. It's about to pour again. So that's the life of South Florida come summertime, bro. It's just rains every afternoon. There ain't no way of stopping it, man. No way. When I went down, when I lived there, when I went to FAU for that semester. That's right. You did go to FAU. Every fucking day, three to four, it was raining. And then if it just was enough in the air, it would be the rest of the night, dude. Yeah. And the thing is, like, our office is, like, right in front of a canal because I can see it and, like, if it rains hard enough, it's just going to flood. Like, it'll, like, literally be coming over. It gets, like, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to get stuck here all night. But we got a futon here. So if we need to spend the night, we'll spend the night. Man, we got a shower. We got a futon. Life is good, man. We even got a gym. So, man, this is, like, a one. We got a kitchen, too. So, like, I could – I actually was, believe it or not, I actually was living here. When I first moved here, uh, where I went, when I first started, because um, I dropped everything so fast. Some G shit. When I, I dropped everything so, so fast. I came here. I didn't even look for a place to live because Alex was telling me, he's like, look, man, we got a shower, we got a kitchen, we got a futon. Like, dude, you said enough. I'm literally living at the office if it's cool with you. He's like, so you find a place, it can't be long term. I'm like, don't worry, man, I'll get out of there. So yeah, like the first two months, two, three months, I was actually living here, showering here. Like I literally, the cubbies that I have like right there, that actually used to be my closet. Like now it's for office stuff. Like that literally used to be like my closet. It was like underwear, socks and all that. Um, And then like I bought like a, like a makeshift hanger and i hung like my dress shirts and dress pants up in there so yeah um i was a little living here and then some of the other developers as well because they'd literally be coding all like they code from like 6 p.m to like 9 p.m at night so just code 24 7 and um bye claudia take it easy um yeah they would they just be coding all day uh they're like yeah i'm just too tired to go home and just there's like two or three of us actually uh sleeping here at one point so it was pretty fun I liked it. <laughs> like startup life, I guess, man. Like it's just like you could, man. Humble beginning. Yeah, like you could do stuff like this. That's the thing is like um because as you start to build and expand, it's gotta become like HR comes into play, professionalism, and you gotta do things by the book. So if if any if any entrepreneurs are out there or any people looking to start a business, enjoy the like the first years of your business because like you can like we could just like I could do whatever I want right now if I really yeah. wanted to, you know. Like I could pull up at seven a.m., do a little bit of work, and leave by ten, and nobody's gonna say anything, you know. But obviously, I don't abuse that. I actually want to stay here. But yeah, startup life is it's it's hard though because that's one aspect of it: the freedom and the fun you're gonna have, and then the complete other aspect is like it's super volatile, right? Like you exactly. you're. you're your business can like, can go under. So like, obviously I'm in sales. So I'm like the life force and the lifeblood of the company, right? Like if I don't make the company money, then we're going to go under, right? We can't make payroll. Um, thankfully, you know, we have reserves and stuff like that. So, um, you know, things do kind of hit the fan. We'll be okay. But that's a double-edged sword. And there's a lot of requirement and responsibility on my end. Like, Hey, like, you know, we're giving you all this, but you know, this has to be met or, you know, you have to do this. So, Trust me, there's times it's stressful, you know, um, obviously when the market takes a dip, it's not fun, right? That's when we're like, uh, all right, you know, people are going to be pretty hesitant. Like, how are we going to, you know, um, how are we going to overcome that, you know, objection? Like, yeah, I'm just going to wait it out. Like, Hey, this is time to get in. So, but it's fun, man. It's definitely fun. Yeah. I mean, you hit it right on the nose though. That startup life is, it's not for everybody. I mean, it's something that a lot of people kind of look over, you know, they see these people that make all these millions and millions of dollars from startups and like oh like 
so unfair and yada yada but it's like eh, are you really to put up with the fact that you you know one day you're living large and next year uh like you said on a futon like you just have no yeah. idea what you have no idea what's going to happen and all you can do no is idea. put your hard work and effort into it and usually you come out on top i mean i think with most things you work hard it uh mm-hmm. the universe kind of rewards that hard work given you're not you know being uh shady i guess <laughs> <laughs> well, i mean even like uh even like elon musk like he's you know he's got tesla and spacex and he even says like he has like a specific couch in his office that he just like sleeps on and like the guy's a he's literally officially today he just overtook being the richest person in the world like at 200 billion dollars and the guy still sleeps in his office you know wow. now that's obviously you know where it's like this guy's so dedicated to his craft that he's just laser focused um but yeah it, it takes a certain type of mindset and person to like other you, if if i were to tell this to a random person on the street like why are you doing this like you don't have a house it's yeah. like you know it's 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 a hard thing to grasp but it's the high um, risk high reward life i mean yeah that's what it comes down to we want to simplify it in little terms but like that's yeah. what it is and, and and some people don't have the tolerance for that much risk and that's why yeah you do take those jumps. You take those leaps. They get rewarded with bigger outcomes. I mean, it's oh yeah, impressive. Happy for you. You know. Yeah. No, thank you, man. And uh, it's just like it's a corny thing and cheesy thing to say, but like, like we're gonna die one day. Like you're gonna die. You know. And the last thing you're gonna be thinking about is, you know, um, why, you know, why did I per se play it safer? Why did I sleep in an office? Like you're not gonna be thinking about that. You're gonna be around. You know, like I want to be around the people that I love and the people that love me. Spend the time of you know with them, and that's it. You're not going to be thinking about all the BS that happened in your early 20s, right? Because you're going to be like 80 or 90 years old. So again, I know it's a corny thing to say, but it's true. Like you're literally going to die one day and are all the haters on your, you know, podcast, you know, the comments, the keyboard warriors, are they going to matter? Hell no. Like it's going to be completely irrelevant, you know? Um, And, you know, if you fail, great. Now what's really cool, you know, when they say is, um, you know, things go under and you fail, it's just the next time that you start, you're starting with experience. So you're not going to make the same mistake again. So it's actually just kind of propelling you to the next thing you start, you're going to start it way better than when you did it the first time. Right. So, yeah, man. Yeah. No, I mean, that, it's beautiful. Like the things you could learn from just like, even the mistakes you make, bro. It's like, I can remember like in just early college and stuff, just some of the things we did to try to make money, which is downright stupid. And it's like, all right, well, I kind of learned this and like that. Like we had this, we had this decal company. We came up with me and two friends called, yeah called this is back when i drove a truck so it was called truck militia dude and we did this thing and i took over like the instagrams and like i did the social stuff for that and company was just not we just we had no idea what we were doing we're 18 years old yeah no idea even we even with trying to look up stuff and like it just wasn't wasn't the right idea right but taking that away found out i like doing social media stuff started honing in on that learning some new things and now i've got a job with another company doing that and like in my mm-hmm. next goal was like all right i'm gonna take a little piece of what this company's giving me a little slice so they're giving me little things I yeah. learned. i'm gonna go do my own thing hopefully in the next couple of years so that's like the goal it's like one after another you just baby steps baby steps so you get to those big things you want to do and yeah uh, it's nice but it's exciting and that's what's you know picking back what we said like the the big thing that we really try to um, you know, not just only crypto, but the big thing that we just try to really get out there is the aspect of social currency, right? So like what you're doing right now, what, you, what I'm doing right now, and you know, everybody else you get on TikTok or on your podcast, it's you, you're, you're, you're creating a, a social value to yourself because, you know, as we're progressing right now, where social media is going, it's really going to come down to 
you know, who has the most influence, right? Who has a big following? And that's what companies are going to start to look for in, in terms of like, a, you know, marketing and like a sales side. Yeah, um, it's, really, it's, it, it's really going to start to shift away from, uh, you know, can, can you make the sale to how much influence do they have where we can use their influence to get a bigger outreach, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, you know, you're at, you know, X amount of followers right now, you grow that to 10 or 20,000. Whatever happens with the podcast is you're still going to have that 20, group of 20,000 people that are, you know, following you. And then if you wanted to branch off into something else, like, Hey guys, I'm starting to do marketing for this company. Well, you just brought that company potential customers, right. Or, or potential subscribers, whatever it is. So that's, what's going to bring a lot of value to yourself. Right. So you can actually use that as leverage in a way to uh, have yourself stand out from applicants per se. So like I said, I, I wasn't really that big on socials. I was like, Hey, I'm just going to keep it kind of private. You know, nobody needs to see my life. And then Alex obviously helped me look at it a different way. Um, he's like, if anything, you should actually be showing your life. And Gary V even says the same thing. He's like, look, if you guys are not documenting your life right now, like that's, you, you guys are messing up because it's not only just for you. It's, you know, think about like, you know, when you have kids, like your kids can literally go back and look at your social life. They can see the whole entire transition you had. Like, oh, like my dad was doing this in his twenties and his thirties, he was flipping stuff at garage sales in his forties. He was in a <laughs> multi-billion you know, like Gary V, but, um, but it's also, yeah, like, like I said, it's a way to kind of track what you're doing in life and then um, just make yourself see, stand out more compared to the cream of the crop. Because think about all these other companies, you know, they're getting all these emails through their LinkedIn. It's like, this is why I'm a great applicant, this yeah. is data. And it's it's very like cookie cutter. Like it's the same thing. Some people will throw in, well, I'm an immigrant or I'm this and I was this and that. And then that, but what are they actually going to provide to the company besides being an employee and a worker? Now, it's not to say there's anything wrong with being an employee and a worker. That's, you know, people, companies need employees, they need workers. But if you're really trying to, you know, make a name for yourself, actually provide some sort of value, actually be something or somebody, then you're going to have to go on socials. You're going to have to document everything and provide value some way. Yeah, man. And it's, um, it's not an easy task. You know, it's something that is easy to say and something way harder to do. You know, like we were, oh just gonna, we were just diving into it a little bit before we even started this podcast about like, it's such a challenge, like way harder than we thought to just put that phone in front of your face and then be like, Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like I'm doing, you know, this is oh, yeah. today. like, it's so difficult and you don't think it is because you see other people do it. You watch them. I mean, God, people, while I watch people do it hours on hours a day and like, oh, yeah. It's like, you're like, oh, damn, I wish I could do that. And like, you, you don't like, oh, it can't be that hard. But yet you're not doing it. But then when you try to do it, you're like, holy shit, this is this is not what I thought it was like. Yeah. And like, I don't know about for you, but for me, for instance, like uh, with with festivals and stuff that I go do hikes and festivals, mm-hmm. that's the main thing I like to do. And like I went out uh, and my big plan was, all right, I'm going to start vlogging this trip when I go to Vegas, I'm going to start vlogging this trip to Vegas. And then I got to Vegas and I was doing a little bit, right. Doing a little bit, but like, it was just like halfway through, I'm like, man, I don't think I'm like even remotely close to like getting the content I need and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and not in a bad way, but just me realizing like, this is a little bit harder than I thought. Like this yeah. is, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm doing it because this is like my mm-hmm. practice run, you know, I'm getting some, I'm getting the reps in to make it better. But like, damn, I was like the whole trip. I was like, this is a lot more difficult than I thought. (laughs) Oh yeah. I was the same way. Like, I was like, oh my God, is this what I really sound like? Like, are people going to like this? Like I I, usually what happens when, uh, when people first start out in, um, in socials, I'm sure you can relate to it is we try to overdo it. You know, like we try to make it 
super fancy, add all these visuals, all these, add all these effects, these thumbnails, blah, blah, blah. And really, if anything, it should just be, you just got to spam the internet, right? Because that's, what's also going to get you comfortable is the fact that you're putting out so many videos on a, like, for instance, like my goal, you know, TikTok is I want to make three TikToks a day. You know, some people are like, well, I make three TikTok, TikToks a week. I'm like, that's great. My goal is three a day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's my, well, my goal is was when I originally started. And that is what my goal is right now, because when I originally started, it was going to force me to be in front of that camera. It was going to force me to put out content. Um, it was going to force me to get comfortable. And that that's the kind of the beauty of TikTok is that it doesn't have to be super clean and posh like YouTube, right? You got to make it all you know pretty and edited. TikTok, you can literally bust something out, 15 seconds, do a dance. Like I'll, I'll do a dancing challenge. Or I'll do like one of those sound challenges <laughs> and that's it. So it can be really, really quick, you know, and usually that's the stuff that pops off. So that's why, if, you know, I don't know if you're on TikTok, I would highly recommend you get on it. Maybe use clips from your stuff, but the, the growth you can get there is unreal. So for instance, like I started back in like April, right? I, I'm just going to show you. I started like back in April and I was just posting here and there, not doing too much. Um, you know, I gained a thousand followers. Usually they say, uh, the hardest is to gain your first thousand and then your 10,000, your first 10,000, your first hundred thousand. So it took me a while to get a thousand. Once I get to a thousand, I probably got to 10 K in like less than half the time. And now like I'm at 33 K, you know, and I hit 33 K. Like, I think I hit 30 K in like, I think two weeks. That was a fast Last week yeah. I saw you at 24, so I know you got yeah. extra six right it's, there. I would say it's last blow- week we talked, you were at 24. Yeah, it is just blowing up because I had one video. It went viral. It got like over a million views, a hundred thousand likes, and it was a minute long video, and it wasn't anything fancy. I kept it simple. I just did a fancy edit with my hand, and that was it. You know, but yeah. that's the thing is, yeah. yeah. I, I I told you I was like, hey, you just yeah. showed up on my for you page, like just yeah, blue. I was like, yo, but- bro. But it's when working. you saw that, yeah, when you saw that, probably that video, that TikTok, I probably posted like a week before. So it took time to get traction. Sure. And again, you know, TikTok is a whole spiel. We can go into it. It's very unpredictable, but that's kind of the beauty of it is that you could literally make a random video, right? Random. And that's why kind of, it's a love hate because there's times I put in so much work into a video and it gets no traction, only a couple hundred views, a couple hundred likes. And then I do some trend or I do something that I think is funny and it just blows up. So that's where it's kind of the love hate. It's like, well, damn, I don't even want to put in that much effort, but then I do also want to provide something. So that's why I kind of mix it up. I do one that's like really specific, you know, dialed in the other one, I'm just messing around. Um, but yeah, if TikTok is still, and a lot of people are like, Oh, it's too late. TikTok's so big. It is not too late. <laughs> like if I got in and I'm at 30, like, trust me, it is not too late. Like there's something that you are going to be able to provide for somebody out there that, you know, other people aren't and people are going to flock to it. Simple as that. Very, very good way of putting it. Yeah, I, I appreciate you talking about it. I mean, TikTok for me is something that I, that's like the next challenge. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. trying to get in front of the camera more, get used to it. And it's something I'm not used to. Yeah. And, and I am used to it in this sense. For some reason, like this is normal to me. Like a podcast, mm-hmm. I'm like, we got this. I ain't worried about nothing. And I can have guests on, you have a great you know, hour long talk and go on someone else's podcast, have a great talk. I, I love it. I love doing this. But something about that like minute short film, I'm like, Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, you know, and like you said, yeah. uh, I, but it's important. I'm glad we're, I'm glad I had John today. Cause it's like, you're just like, Hey, just keep putting stuff out. Just do it. Just, just put do it out it. there. It's going to happen. And 
and it's it's encouraging because that's where i'm like oh is it (laughs) but you know as a creator like it's hard like when you're putting stuff out and it's getting no traction it's hard to like stay with it because you're like man like i already made 10 videos 20 videos 50 videos i'm getting a little more views but like it's not and that's usually when like you're at that break point like you're just so close like it's like one more thing and then boom you know hits mainstream and then you get that influx um and and the thing is is that um why you don't want to be like limiting yourself in terms of putting it out because when that one video goes viral remember people aren't going to stay just for that one video they're going to want to see what else you have so you have to have all that other content so that oh wow he also does this why he talks about this so that's usually in terms of youtube that's what will get you the following tiktoks as well is that it's um you know people make that mistake they went viral and that's it they'll never post again that's when you got to go even more ham because you got to provide people with more stuff to keep them locked in and engaged to then come back to your page and check out any new updates that you have yeah no i that's a it's a solid technique yeah. and, you know and, and if you can grow on one platform you then have the availability to, to direct people to other ones or grow on another form like it's it's definitely beneficial to grow on tiktok or any <laughs> one platform um do you see youtube launched their uh their shorts that oh i didn't see that yeah i'm actually you know because i have your youtube page pulled up but i didn't i didn't see that they uh was it like you could post stories on it or no they've launched their own version of shorts it's minute long videos at the max that you can start doing mm-hmm. i i don't know but i got an email about it last week as a creator so i don't okay it's fairly new i know they also started a a uh, youtube shorts fund as well though i got mm-hmm. that email today so they're uh, they're putting a hundred million dollars into the fund and it can go to any creator of any size doesn't matter and it, it's all based on metrics of your video so you can gotcha. have you can have one subscriber one video <laughs> that does really good and you can hit that mark and make up to i mean it, it's anywhere between i said that i think they said on the low end it's a hundred dollars you can make and the high end it's ten thousand dollars you can make a month jesus so that's what they're advertising now it's crazy that's all i mean it's all going that way you could you could kind of yeah. you could sense that when tiktok just blew up out of nowhere you noticed instagram then brought out reels you know out of the blue right they yeah. had that whole well kind of out of the blue they had that whole thing where we're in a ban you from yeah, the country yeah. and then oh well wait looks like we've got a competitor all the know you know out of nowhere yeah and now yeah youtube's just launched theirs it's gonna be interesting i'm, I'm curious to see it's um yeah it's just it adds more of like um it just gives people, um, you know, YouTubers another option to put stuff out there. Um, like for instance, you know, when uh, Instagram came out with Reels, and some people were like, "Oh, that's it, TikTok's over." TikTok's not over because TikTok yeah. was the first, right? Like, well, really, Vine was the first, and then you know, Vine went under. TikTok came out, and they just made it better, more stuff, mm-hmm. uh, more um, features. So yeah, TikTok is here to stay. Like, there's not, there's not going to be anything that replaces TikTok as far as I that I see right now because of you know what they're doing and what they can offer and just like i said the soul out tiktok is like the best one for organic growth it's right. the best it's the because you can like i said you can get thousands and thousands of followers instantaneously overnight with minimal effort and then obviously as you get better like obviously you know i'm starting to get better i have a video editing team i can start getting those you know i'm sure you've seen those tiktoks where it's like well this is a high quality one like that's edited in adobe so you know, once you've built a big enough following and you're really going, you know, in depth on it and going full time in TikTok, then that's where you are going to need to have, you know, a higher level uh, quality content. But I mean, my buddy's got like 300K and he still puts out just regular TikToks, you know? So, um, Wild. yeah, I would, you know, and you do, um, you're doing podcasts. I would put snippets of your podcast on TikTok. You could do like 15 seconds, like 
somebody just busting out laughing like somebody you know um or like a minute where somebody goes in depth like i see a lot of that stuff on tiktok yeah and i and i've noticed that just from scoring on my own and like like i said i've finally it's hard to explain i don't want to give myself excuses i hate giving excuses but i moved i also was working these just ridiculous hours with with the job i was doing before and it was just like didn't i'd come home from work and just be exhausted like i would just go home and go to bed like i was just maintaining what i had started and yeah. I, I didn't really at the time until now. Finally, I feel great. Last three weeks, I'm like, I got time again. I got time on my hands. I'm ready to fucking yeah. go. And like I said, I started hammering out the YouTube, started hammering some of these other things. So I'm excited. I'm getting there. I'm moving to it. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, and, and time is a good thing to bring up. I mean, um, you know, it's, you know, excuses and all this. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to overcome those things, but it's like you have to do it. Like, it's not going to happen, you know, otherwise. Um, so whether it's, you know, like I'll, I'll have a planner written out or I, like, I follow a pretty strict regimen. Like, you know, I got my, like, okay, I, I know I'm waking up at five. I know I'm at the door by five fifteen, five twenty. I know I'm at the office by this time. I know when I get to the office, I'm doing this, this, and this, I know I'm having my workout after my workout shower, boom, I'm doing this amount of calls and doing this amount. So <clears throat> in terms of time, like I'll just schedule your day to the hour, just schedule every aspect of it. And you'd actually be surprised how much time you could find and then how much you can actually um, fit in. Because sometimes even, you know, dedicating 30 minutes to something is more than enough. If you're just strictly focused on that, like if I dedicate 30 minutes to TikTok, I could probably make like five TikToks in 30 minutes, just draft them. That's what's cool. Cause I can draft them, edit them later, you know, going to the bathroom, going to whatever, um, uh, or, you know, getting lunch, whatever it is, I can just edit them. So there's definitely ways around it. It's hard though. Um, that's, you know, and I was and like, my goal right now is like, I want to start reading a lot more because I'm so much on the computer. I'm so much in the phone and TikTok. I don't want to lose like that. Um, I, I also got to slow myself down because it's like, you're being so exposed to just so much content, so much like the high frequency that there's times I find myself, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm cracked out right now. <laughs> like I am cracked out for no reason at 9 PM. Like, I gotta like shh, slow down. So like, I, I burn hours of sleep in, you know? Yeah. And there's, but I mean, there's times I burned out. Like I, I burned out here before cause I was just doing so many calls. I was going so hard. I was doing everything just to the max that I literally started losing my voice from talking so much. Like I literally started losing my voice cause I was talking so freaking much. So I had to like, and Alex can be like, bro, like you are going too hard right now. Just slow down you know, take the day, you know, just chill out, whatever it is. And um, yeah, so it's, it's a balance. It's a, as Jocko says, it's a, it's a dichotomy. There's two sides to it. Jocko um, yeah, man, I'm reading, I'm reading his book. Yeah, man, I'm reading his book. I got it. Um, got it right here. Boom. This is what I, cause I'm, cause I, I'm like leading my team and stuff. So extreme ownership and then extreme ownership. Yeah. My buddy's reading the dichotomy of leadership, which is a good one. Discipline equals freedom. He's more of a David Goggins guy. So me and him like butt heads. Oh, He's like David Goggins. Another animal, yeah. bro. Another yeah. Animal. Yeah. Well, my, our, my buddy Dro, he freaking runs to work. He lives like five miles away and he runs here every day. I'm like, you're crazy, dude. Is absolutely. I'm trying, I'm trying to pull up my book that I'm currently. Yeah. So yeah, he's, but you need yeah. some, uh, need some savages around here. So. I got two I'm reading. I got Matthew McConaughey, Green Lights. I'm enjoying that yep. one a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I got Dan Carnegie, How to Win and Influence People. That's and a good book. One recommended yeah. this to me. So I was like, all right, I'll yeah. give it a go. But the thing is, like, I've known you since high school. Like, that one is, is your, it's going to teach you a lot of 
stuff that you it's a common it's gonna be a common sense you're like oh like why wouldn't you ask how someone's day is going you know why would you not yeah. you know ask it so it's not that it's a bad book it's more like i would say for people that really have social anxiety or you know uh communication skills but you know, i've known you since high school so i know how you communicate so it's not it's going to be a good read you're just gonna be like oh like a lot of this stuff i already kind of do or it's, know about. it's funny you say that the first chapter was interesting but it did it was like like you said there was a lot of stuff i was like okay yeah i get that but then it also brought in the point of like when you it, it, the first chapter was about like yourself like in your mind and how yeah. like, so you immediately can like assume things and you'll immediately look at someone and be like really like and it was kind of like and that's something i don't know where you know where i went off that path off but like i was kind of doing that and with the first chapter it was like bringing that to your attention of like catch yourself first like if this is how we're going to do the whole book first off you mm-hmm. need to catch yourself when you're not doing these things and then we're going to go into like how you can go to do how you'll talk to other people and yada yada so mm-hmm. i don't know the first chapter i thought was great i'm only on chapter two and i kind of bounced back yeah. between those two books just because i like them so um, for sure man yeah and green lights is cool i like the way it's uh i like the way it's like portrayed it's just small stories and memoirs and mm-hmm. uh the brief lesson at the end so i don't know i like it but yeah i mean yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get really into reading try to be like a library at my house so like start with the bookshelf have like a freaking wall full of books so knowledge is power it's true it's true kids read up uh, one of my favorite like podcasts ever was with joe rogan and uh naval ravikant and uh you know who naval ravikant is i don't know i'll send you the podcast after i don't remember what episode it is i think it's like episode number 13 30 something i'll pull it out have it saved it's one of my favorite they talk about reading books and they were both talking about how like they read to where they're satisfied, like very interesting. Like they don't read the full book. They just read until they're like, all right, this is good. Like I've got enough. Hmm. And then they stop and then they pick it up again. Like, like they were saying how like, yeah, I read like maybe one or two books at a time. And like, I just kind of read, I read things. I jot them down, jot things down. And then I just, if I, if I feel satisfied, I just stop. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting. I've like never thought of yeah. it that way. Yeah, I've heard of like, you know, speed reading and stuff. And that, that's actually a good point. Um, you know, the satisfaction thing, because a lot of people, you know, they, um, they get caught up in like these self-improvement books and like, you know, how to, how to increase your productivity, how to do this and that. But the problem is, is that unless you literally follow, like when you do one of those books, like those self-improvement books, you literally have to follow it to the T. It can't be half-assed. Like it can't be like, oh, okay, like I know I recommended this, but I'm like, the point of that book is because it's a challenge for however long they say, whether it's like for a week, for 30 days, two months, I don't know, but you have to strictly follow it and implement everything they're, you know, suggesting and um, portraying to you because otherwise it definitely will not work. You're supposed to give it that, you know, unbiased, you know, treat it like a scientist as Alex says, like treat it as a scientist, treat it as an experiment. You're going to follow it to the T and then see if it actually works. Um, so that's why a lot of those people, they'll buy one of those books and they won't see results because they don't follow it to the T. So if you do, get us out like follow that thing to the t give you know go all in and then if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't you know at least you tried yeah i'd have to agree with that it's um interesting yeah self-help books are they're interesting there's some of them are good i'm not gonna lie one of the ones that i've uh, heard was really good was like atomic habits i don't know if you heard of that one yeah i have we actually have it in our library that's probably the next book i'm gonna read yeah, yeah i've heard very good things about that it kind of like mm-hmm. breaks things down to the molecular level of why we form these bad habits yeah. and how to break oh, yeah. them, how to how to keep good ones, all that type of stuff. Yeah, really interesting, really interesting. Yeah, it, um, and with, with the habits, like a lot of the times, it's like, um, 
a lot of the times it's like not even breaking them, it's unlearning them. Like a lot of, you know, it's, or it's something like, um, even like just anything in life, he's like, oh, I got to stop doing this. Like, it's not that you really have to stop doing it. It's like, you just have to unlearn it and how to do it like a better way. Um, obviously there's things you should quit, like maybe like smoking cigarettes. I don't know, you know, doing drugs, you know, people have their vices, but yes, people fall into the, yeah, just to name a few. (laughs) Um, but yes, I actually fell into that trap and same thing. It was like, where people were saying like, oh, I got to cut this person off or I got to cut this thing off. Sometimes it's not about even cutting those things off. It's just like limiting, right? So whether it's like, you know, um, you know, the easy one to bring up parents, right? Like, oh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And people are like, I got to cut my parents off. Sometimes, like I said, you don't have to cut your parents off. You just have to maybe limit the negative energy that you receive from them and just approach it a different way. So I mean, same thing with habits. Sometimes it's just like unlearning a certain thing that you have. That's a valid point with parents. That's a tough one too. That's a big point you brought up there. I mean, there's I so had many, that, bro. Dude, how many people do we probably know ourselves where they are just Everybody. get along with their parents? I mean, I, I know some that get along super well with their parents. It's unbelievable. I'm like, how? I don't understand. I don't yeah. like I just can't relate. And nothing against my parents. I love them to death. But like you're saying, like there are times where I'm like, okay, I just need a little little break. I need a little break. <laughs> a little yeah. break. And then um, I notice our relationships are a lot better in that sense, like you're saying. We we have better conversation. We are mm-hmm. always laughing more, stuff like that. And it's never like we're at each other's throats. And not, not like we're ever laughing, yeah. but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and usually they, they just want to, they want what's best for us, right? They want to, they nobody wants to see their kids, you know, fail and, you know, not have anything and be miserable, it, you know, and a lot of times it's just out of fear and love and you got to try to see it that way, that route. Absolutely. I agree. Um, and then obviously if you bring it up with that way and it's still kind of, you're getting that pushback, then that's where the limitation comes in showing them, look, sometimes you actually got to, they actually have to see it so they can believe it. That was my, my case. Like I was, I had a whole gig set up in Texas I had everything, you know, I had the, you know, the job, the apartment, all that, everything was just, Hey man, just show up, execute, you'll be fine. You know? And then this came up and I was like, and they're like, well, why are you dropping all this? You just got out there. Everything is set up. Like you can be here in a couple of years and, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very safe. And, you know, you're going to get all this and that. I was like, look, it, it sounds great. Don't get me wrong, but I, I really want to try this. Like I'm having a calling for this and look, if, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Right. I can, you know, go do something else or whatever it is. And, you know, cause with my background, you know, them coming from, you know, the Soviet union or former Soviet union, you know, they grew up where it was like, they don't know, you know, if they're going to have food in the grocery store and they don't know if they're going to have that job. So they kind of grew up under like a, a fear type of generation. A lot of fear was instilled. So it was very you know, safe for them was the thing to do Absolutely. versus in our generation, in our times, safe is not the route you want to go. You actually want to go with risk because you're going to get the most reward. Um, versus when you come from oppression, you know, you go for risk, you're dead. <laughs> like you're, you're going against the grain versus here, your risk is encouraged. If anything, risk is safe now in our, in our time, in our time, lifetime in, in, uh, in the U S uh, you're rewarded for going for things that are risky business with calculated because, risk, of course. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> there's, bl- sometimes there's blind risk, obviously, you know, yeah. you never want to be like, well, I'm just going to do it. Just do it. Well, there's a calculated. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, there's things that we do that's calculated and there's things that we do that's, you know, blind risk and this works and this works and this doesn't work and that doesn't work. But definitely agree. I, I One of my favorite quotes, though, is the universe rewards calculated risk. And I just I don't know why that speaks to me, because I think it does. I think when you you start like it, it, it is easy to just take the jump, right? It's, or not. It's not always easy to take a jump on my, my mistake. But if you can like 
be proactive and you know what mm-hmm. your goal is and you're being proactive. And then when that moment comes where it's presented to you, then you have that, you know, I would call that a calculated risk because you've progressively worked up to that point versus it just like, Hey, let's do this right now. You know, like type of thing, yeah. smacking the face. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I'm not sure. What's your take on that? Well, I, I was never really a risky person. Like I was able to get, just, you know, get the job, you know, get the, uh, get the house and all that. And then, um, COVID happens that kind of opened my eyes up. Um, cause think about a lot of people that thought they had a safe job and their job was gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then COVID really definitely, um, you know, it, it, it split it in half. It's like, okay, who, who are going to be the people that are going to adapt to this and, um, figure it out and, you know, uh, come up with a solution or, you know, are you going to be the person that, well, I lost my job and I'm going to blame it on this and on that. So that definitely was a big eye opening experience, which I know was for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fact that I saw somebody else take a risk, a calculator risk, and well, they kind of actually had no option. Right? They had to take the risk because if they didn't, they were going to stay where they were. And if they took the risk, they at least put them in the position to come out, right? Prevail on top or maybe prevail at a later time. So, yeah, but you know, I'm that- stop here just for a second because, like, you see, that is calculated because they've realized they're cal- they're thinking about it and they go, Yeah, I have nothing to lose. I might as well yeah. make this chance. You know, that is a yeah. calculated risk. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So then seeing the fact that it actually worked out, right? They failed along the way. There's things that they risked on and it failed, but they kept at it and boom, they found the one that actually worked out. So um, yeah, you know, some, you know, calculated risk doesn't always have to be super specific, you know, it can be like, Hey, I have literally nothing to lose. Or if I don't do this, I am literally going to end up here. So I have like, I have to make this risk. So Yeah, that what did it for you was the pandemic that made you into more of someone that's willing to take on some risk. Is that what it was? Yeah, like it, like I said, opened my eyes up to it. But then I started, um, you know, when I spent more time around Alex, and um, I literally could physically see it because he's all over the internet. He's presenting it, um, seeing that it actually works. Now, obviously, you know, on the internet, you're gonna see um, with most people, you're gonna see the good, you're gonna see the highlights. But Alex, you know, puts it out raw. He says it how it is, um, and he but he makes it very clear. He's like, look. This is going to be hard. This is going to be a big risk, but there's also a big reward, but you're going to be pushed. Like I'm letting you know right now, you're going to be pushed. You're going to be uncomfortable. There's going to be days you're going to want to quit. You're going to question yourself. And that is going to be the key moment is that what are you going to do in that moment? Are you going to quit and run away and you know go back to what you know, or are you going to you know grind it out because you know you can do it like you actually you know you can physically do it and mentally see yourself doing it and then come out you know uh, on top of it and you know, I did, I did hit that point and it was, it was painful. It was not good. Um, you know, I had stuff going to my parents, you know, it was stuff going here. Like, it was like that. Am I doing the right thing? Like, should I not have that job? Should I just go back? Like, trust me, everyone's had those thoughts. Um, and that's where, you know, you, you kind of slow it down. You look at it from the outside view, you look in the longer term. And thankfully I did that instead of, you know, checking the emotions per se, keep those emotions in check, not getting into that. So what is it about those moments where we have those doubts that come in that lead to better things and stuff? Cause like, I'll be honest with you in the last three months when I was in the process of moving and working those long days that I had, there were times where I was like, I just, what am I doing with this? You know, I, I kept, yeah. I kept it going. Thank God. But like, I truthfully, there were times where I was like, I just don't know if I can do a podcast this week. No, no, no. I'm doing a podcast this week, you know, yeah, making it happen. But like, 
it did bring about a, like a, what am I doing type phase, you know? And, um, it did take some time to get out of your head about like, am I doing this? Am I doing this? And then just be like, you know what? No, I'm going to keep hammering, keep, keep knocking away at this. And eventually that that's something I'll say is, is I've noticed was you can get so caught up in your head about like, am I doing this right? Is the future, you know, your future, is this happening? Is this happening? And then you lose track of just doing. And, and, and then when you start doing again, kind of starts to clear up and you go oh okay I can yeah exactly do it this way and i can do it that mm-hmm. way and pivot and you know it's interesting how that works uh, i just want mm-hmm. to hear your take on it too well that's why that's why i have the the the, the um the hang in here right pause if you must but don't stop right because that's just like, yeah, like for life in general yeah because like um because that's the thing is like I don't, something about the brain is that yeah it, it's obviously a um a uh, evolutionary thing and like a biological thing that we're always trying to prepare for the worst case scenario. We're always trying to think of all these situations and all these scenarios of what could happen. And then 99% of the time, it doesn't ever play out like that. And it's not as bad as it seems, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, oh, oh my God, I, I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get this. And, and then, okay, you got fired. And then you're like, okay, well, I got fired. And then, okay, it sucks right now, but I'll, I'll find a job. So again, and it comes back to a lot of the cliche things we've always been told, like live in the moment. Like just stay in the present because it's true. Like nobody knows like what's going to happen tomorrow. Like you could, you know, be driving to work tomorrow, you get T-boned and you're paralyzed. That's, you could not have prepared for that no matter what you've done, right? Whether you, <laughs> no, hit, it, no, whether you hit snooze on your um, uh, alarm or whether you woke up way before the sun when nobody's on the road and that there's stuff you just can't prepare for. So <laughs> that's where you said you're, you know, you, you just got to bang it out. You got to crank it out. You got to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. And then you, it's like you actually do find yourself along the way because those, um, those habits and those, um, that perseverance that you had, it actually pushed it. it it's just weird. Like the, the universe is weird. Like, it, it, and there's like a very weird correlation with being in uncomfortable situations, not being, um, not doing what is recommended where you find yourself to be successful. So it's hard. I'm still learning it. That's why I'm reading books about it because it's just so it's something specific, like in our genome and in our brain and in the energy out there that when you're in these types of situations, that's when you, um, excel. So I wish I could give you a really good answer, but I'm still trying to figure it out. It's a perfect answer because I think you're right in a sense of like, you're still trying to figure it out. I think everyone's trying to figure it out. I don't think there is a right answer or a wrong answer. I think it's just something that you I think you're going to have those moments throughout your life. I don't think it just stops. Right. I don't think you're going to, you're going to have them. Some type of trouble is going to come again and you got to, you know, get back in that state. It's interesting though. I would, you said living in the moment that makes me think of like, like I call it like almost the flow state, right? You're just like in this group. Yeah. You work, you go to work, you work out, you eat, you do reading, and then you do some side work. Boom, you go to bed, you do it again. And you're in just like this flow state, right? And you just keep going and going and going. Um, and you just, you're so much, you're in that state of mind that the outside stuff, right? The things that the doubt, the fear, they can't get in because you're just in that flow. You're just grooving and moving. And you can't, that, there's, you don't have time to think about the bad things. And then mm-hmm. just next thing you know, things are just propelling upward and upward and upward and upward and that's how things start taking off i think that's, yeah. that's what i call it. i call it a flow state that's what yeah I no I've, <laughs> yeah I've, I've i've heard of flow state a lot and like you said um it just it just starts to take off and it's like a snowball effect you know like it just starts gradual and it builds and it builds and it builds um like for instance like i really wanted to not really like necessarily take a vacation 
but I was like, things were going well. Like I wasn't, I, I didn't feel like I needed to take one. I was like, eh, I'll probably just, you know, buzz off this weekend or something. And I was like, dude, you got momentum going right now. He's like, if I were you, I would keep this momentum. He's like, trust me, you're going to know when to take it. Uh, you're just, and I was like, you know what? You're right. Like I do have a lot of momentum and that's why I just went more ham on TikTok and, you know, things obviously um, played out in my favor. So yeah, it's just weird. Life is weird. Like it's like a lot of the stuff that we heard when we were young, we're like, oh, what? No way. Like, oh, that's only for those. And then it's, you start to see it and you start to see that it's actually possible. It's not as like far-fetched and obviously it's a maturing thing as well. Um, but yeah, like I am freaking light years away from what I was when I graduated. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I am light years away. And high school is a funny thing too. Cause like, I never really like, yeah, like pretty much once I graduated, I just, I went off to Colorado, did my school there. Then obviously I came back, went to UCF, you know, stayed in touch with a lot of people, but I was never like, um, I was always wanting to get out. Just, I was like, I need to get out. I want to see more. I want to do more. I um, <laughs> like there's so many freaking people out there. Um, that I just didn't want to be limited. So, yeah. No, you're talking to the right person here. I mean, yeah. I, I, I had always wanted to move out uh, since, since high school and I didn't do it in college and, but I did travel a lot in college. I mean, that's something I did differently than a lot sure. of my friends. I worked. Yeah. Same. I worked. I mean, I did restaurants and stuff, but I worked and then I saved up money. I'd go on a lot more trips than my friends, a lot more. Oh yeah. I found that I found in college. I liked festivals. So I started planning festivals and trips together. So I'm not like just going to, Oh, I'm just going to go away for a festival for three days. It's like, no, no, no. I'm going to take five, six days. I'm going to go to the festival for two, maybe three. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to go explore the new city, maybe do some national parks around there. Like, it's not like, I'm not just going to do one thing. I'm doing everything I can in that area, you know? And, and yeah, I'm with you there. And then finally got a job capable of moving, got to move out of the state. Now I'm in an area that I actually am growing to really like, I'm super excited about it. And, uh, I still have the availability with my new, I have actually more of availability with my new job to travel and do the things I like to do than I did with my old job and where I was. I'm like, like, I can't even complain. I mean, for the first three months of being up here, they had us working from home and just not because of COVID or anything, just working from home. And then uh, yeah. I took, I'll be honest with you, I took full advantage of that. I was working. <laughs> I worked back in Florida a couple of days. I went out to, I went out to Vegas and I just wor- popped on the laptop and started working there. And like, they don't question you as long as you're getting your work done. So that's obviously Same. there. You know, some yeah. people, some people can't do it at home. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I definitely <laughs> can't. I get too, too distracted. Um, Cause I, I treat my home as like, it's a home. Like, so I'm going to relax. I'm going to chill out, you know, go to bed, whatever. Um, but actually I I'm lucky. Cause like, you know, we have a really good team. We have really good people here. Everyone that works here, we all know each other from one way, like whether it's from, you know, school, college, friend of a friend, we all know each other somehow. And that's, what's really cool. Um, so it's not really like an office. It's more of like, you know, we're all friends and we're like now in a professional setting and like we're making money, right. Instead of us just like shooting the shit and messing around, it's like, we can do that and make money at the same time. That's um, it so that, it does get, get fun. Because like, that's what was like literally today. We, um, it was like, it was like kind of slow. The energy was down and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go live on TikTok. And me and Alex and Johnny, we went live on TikTok for an hour. We're messing around. We're like, you know, you know, doing like, Hey, we're doing this giveaway. We're doing this, we're doing that. And it was just fun. Like you could not do that at any other um, office or workspace because like, no, like, you, you know, you got this, you got to do. And like, I definitely can't complain. I definitely cannot complain. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm happy. Things, things are going good. And now it's just take advantage of it. Um, like for instance, Alex today was like, 
you know, we're going to give you guys a lot of freedom, like you take unlimited vacations if you want. However, it's going to be results um, based and oriented. So if you're not producing, like he's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be swift with that blade. Like I'm going to be cutting people um, without really much warning or without much, like we'll give you another trial for a week or two. And that to me was like, great. I'm just going to like level up and go harder. Like I'm definitely showing up like at five every day. I'm definitely making these late nights. I'm not doing, you know, because to me, that's like, I just need to go harder. Like, I'm glad I have the freedom, but I just want to go harder now uh, because I know, I know there's going to be people that take this freedom and they're going to be like, oh, like I could come in later or I can leave earlier or don't feel like coming in today. That's great. You know, and I'm just, I'm still going to be here. I'm going to be cranking it out because um, it's just the repetitions and consistency at that point. Now, again, that's the type of work field that I'm in. I'm in sales. It's very competitive. It's very, um, you know, you, what you put in is what you get out with your time. Things like editing, you know, social media, you can take that freedom. You can be a lot more lax. Yeah. So it just, it, it definitely um, correlates and fits into different types of work fields. But Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a competitive person. So I'm like, I love it. I'm like, all right, let's go, baby. Like we're, we're running this thing. So, yeah, I, I used to have that in me where I want to do sales. And just within like the last, I don't know what it was, last two years, I was like, I value, I value the freedom way more, you know, it's just, it's, just, yeah. it's difference of people and nothing against that. Like, I mean, I might come from a family that was all salespeople. I mean, my dad had his own company. Like he, I, I mean, I've seen him where he did the days, you know, <laughs> he did the long days. Sure. Like I get it. Oh, yeah. And for me, it was like, okay, what do I value? And it just came down to like, I want the freedom. And I chose, you know, like you say with social media, it's like, I don't sleep, you know, that doesn't go to, it doesn't stop, <laughs> but yeah. I can do it anywhere, anytime, any place. And it, that's the beauty of it. And that's what I like about it. And it's, it's nice when you find those things you like, because you get more driven to do them and you're more passionate oh, yeah. about them. It makes, it makes work less work and more fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're, you're having fun and making money. That's it. That's the key. I think everyone wants that at some point. Right. Yeah. You just have to really work for it. Um, Cause all that stuff you see on YouTube, like I'm 25 and I, you know, I've helped people, I, you know, retired now and, you know, they're doing all these trading courses. That shit is all BS. That shit is all BS. They're selling you. A, it's, it was happening in the 1900s. It was happening in the last hundred years. It's happening now. If anything, it's probably worse now because um, you can fake a lot of stuff, right? A lot of the times, like the, it's not that hard to go rent a Lambo and to go rent a jet. I've seen it happen. Actually, I've seen people like they're like, "Yo, pull up this jet. We're gonna do like all this, you know, shooting for our social media." And they literally have like four different outfits to make it look like you know they were on a jet at a different place at different times of the year. Like, how crazy is that? Yeah, but, I, I've knew I've known about there's agencies where they yeah agencies believe it or not that don't even have the private jet. They just have the seats in the window that make it look like you're in a that private jet. That is crazy. And you can just you're in their office. You're in the little office space. You put your nice little outfit on. You sit in the seat. They take a picture of you in this box shaped thing that you can't you know besides the, where the camera is you can't tell that it's not a yeah. Problem. But uh, yeah, I've seen stuff like that too. I have. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And that's why I think. There's so much room that people, not room, but like there's so, there's just a need for authenticity. Like people are just wanting authenticity oh, yeah. and they just want to see like not fake shit anymore. Exactly. And um, that's just the time that we live in right now. Everything's on social. So, yeah. you know, Instagram's a, Instagram's a highlight reel of everybody's life. You're only going to see the good. No one's going to post the bad. We're going to see the good. Yes, sir. Um, go. And then obviously, and then if you dump somebody does post the bad, well, they're not really going to look into it that much or um, they're still going to find a way to criticize something. So it's hard. You post it, that. It, <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's, it's hard. And 
it's it, it's also again it's like a it's like a human ego thing like you never want people to see your failures you never want to see people um how you're struggling right because you know yeah. they, they're going to hold it against you or they're going to be like well this person's a loser they're this and that why would i spend time with them why would i talk to them um it's really funny uh, me and my buddy brandon one of my buddies he was talking about the dating world and we were talking about he was talking about how pretty much dating what it's come down to it's um people are just dating around to level up to like the next hierarchy of the partner. So, you know, they, they, they this person because they have this kind of, you know, appeal to them or out, outreach. And then um, they're also in this type of industry and they know that this industry has these types of play people at a higher level. So it's, it goes deep, man. It, like, I can't, it just goes like, it's like you're dating just to, like to level up to like whatever it is that you're trying to get to in your life instead of you're dating because this is, you know, your partner. So yeah. Wild, wild, it's wild, wild. And also I, I, I mean, like I can kind of see it where people want to build an empire. They want to build something and they want to get to that. I just don't think that's the way to do it either. I think it's like, wouldn't it be better to find somebody you can build that up together with? Like, I don't yeah, know, build like, it with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm old school. Maybe I'm old. School. It's not, yeah. It's not being old school. <laughs> I don't think, I think, I think that's just how it's supposed to be, but we've uh, been, bamboozled per se into a different uh way of looking and thinking it so yeah um yeah i mean that's why like i'm like i always look at like what are you going to provide for me like what are you bringing to the table i know i'm going to bring you this this and this but what are you what am i getting back from you know like i'm i'm getting some ass great i can go get that wherever i want it's not a problem i can go pay for it you know but (laughs) what what are you providing in terms of like are you going to actually help me you know build an empire going to help you build a business are you going to help me build some freaking generational wealth where not only you and I don't have to work, but our kids don't have to work or grant, you know, that is a question. A lot of people don't want to ask. And a lot of people don't have a question or an answer to that question um, or in terms of partners. So yeah, it's, it's, it's heavy, it's deep, but it's the fact of it. It's the fact of it. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> hard truth. Yes, it is. I, yeah, it is, I, it I, is good... I'm with you there, man. Absolutely. I, I want to, yeah, I want to build an empire. You, helping me build the blocks or are you just getting rolled over? What's, what's going on? You know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right, dude, let's talk crypto. Let's get, we've, we've had oh a great, boy. great talk. I know. Right I'm, loving it. I'm loving it, but crypto, I wanted to man. have you on because I, for obviously I saw your TikTok, started seeing you. Yeah. Snap, I appreciate it. You're I appreciate talking about it. stocks. You're talking about crypto and that's shit. I like yeah. I, I'm not <laughs> crazy, crazy into it, but I like it all. I, and I observe it and I try to read and do what I can when I can. But you're doing a great job at it. You're getting followers on TikTok from it. You're you're Thank going you. out there doing data. Let's talk to mm-hmm. oh man. What's going on in the market today? <laughs> yeah. So well, for instance, like tomorrow we're having what's called an Ethereum hard fork, just to you know keep it simple and easy Ooh. to digest. Um, it's just there's gonna be a massive upgrade that a bunch of you know nerdy developers got together and agreed on. And, you know, certain things are going to happen, which are going to, you know, drive the price up uh, in a couple of days, in a couple of weeks. But yeah, basically what you're witnessing right now with crypto is you're witnessing the biggest shift in generational wealth. This is where you can take something, you're basically in an asymmetrical environment. So what that means is that, you, you know, you're having all this massive, massive upside with very little downside. Um and you are, this is one of the only markets where you could take a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand and flip it into tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands in a matter of, you know, weeks and months. You're not going to be able to do that in the stock market. It's too big. There's too much out there. Um, it, you know, there, there's actually a lot of manipulation that happens in stocks. Um, even the fact that everything is so 
<laughs> you know, visible and uh, um, on the balance sheet. Trust me, there's a lot of you know man manipulation happens in every market. But yeah, this is just the one time where you know you could literally go from rags to riches overnight. You really, really could. Um, and it's still like that for the next couple of years because obviously, as this market grows, it's going to kind of become into what a stock market is. It's going to become very, very safe, less upswings. It's just called the law of diminishing returns. As uh, more money enters the market, it just takes a lot more money to have, let's say, you know, a percentage gain, right? So from like uh, going from you know one to two, that's a hundred percent increase. But then from two to four is a hundred percent increase, and four to eight, so you haven't to have these massive, massive jumps to then have the same percentage increase. So that's why, ideally, you want to get in now when the market is very small, because you know you can get these you know hundred percent gains very, very easily and overnight. Versus you know ten years from now, it's going to be a lot tougher because there's a lot more market and it's a lot more safe and um, stable. But yeah, crypto just to keep it you know simple, not too fancy. Just look at what's happening in the world, right? Things are going digital. Things are going technical. Um, Money is old. It's been around since the Stone Ages, right? We've been trading coins, and uh, basically, what um, money is is you're trading your your time for for labor. That's all that it is, right? And money is just a way to exchange it. So you're, you're buying labor with money. Well, now you're going to be able to buy uh, labor digitally, right? Think about it. You you can outsource, um, you know, marketing. You could outsource video editing to somebody out in the Philippines with Fiverr. Right, you know, but before you wouldn't be able to do that because the internet wasn't around. Now the internet is around, and now you can make purchases on the internet with you know internet money without actual physical money. That's you know back to you know the the economy or back to some sort of commodity that people have control over. Um, so yeah, it's just a way to basically de-chain yourself, detach yourself from being um, not controlled, but just being so dependent on um a yeah being dependent <laughs> on a government yeah it, give, it gives you freedom yeah. or in bitcoin per se yeah it's a it's a way of storing you know value or money but it's also a way of getting property right because now uh michael Saylor was talking about it in his podcast was bitcoin is one of the uh, one of the only properties that anybody can have access to it to it at any given moment and you can actually take this property with you anywhere you go versus I can't buy real estate in Texas and take it to Florida. You know, I'm going to have to sell that real estate and buy some in Texas, but I could take my Bitcoin and I can go to Canada. I could go to Thailand. I could go to Antarctica. It is staying with me. It is personal. You know, it belongs only to me. And then obviously the longer I hold it, the more appreciates, you know, very similar to real estate. So, um, you know, in the constitution, it says, you know, everybody has the right to, um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, now you add Bitcoin to that and now everybody has a right to property, believe it or not. So. Big steps. I, big, yeah. Big, it's big steps. Again, <laughs> it's it's very, very. We're still super, super early. The best way to describe where we are crypto right now, this is the same thing that was happening when with the uh, the internet bubble in 2000, right? There's one half of the people are saying, oh, you know, the internet's a fad, it's a scam. We're not going to be buying stuff. We're not going to be teaching stuff to people on the internet. Like it's just going to fall apart. And then the other half are like, no, like this is the future. We're going to be talking on the internet. We're going to be doing this and that. And then obviously, you know, look what happened. Look at where we are now. So it's the same exact thing with crypto um, where, yeah, like, you know, it is the future. It is going to happen. You know, there's going to be a lot of pushback, a lot of regulations. This is how this is how it goes when there's a new emerging market. Yes. Now, the, the one caveat that you know a lot of people have to understand is that it's not going to overtake stocks. It's not going to overtake anything. It's going to complement. It's just going to be another market that you're able to invest your money into, invest your you know hard-earned dollar bills, whatever it is. But 
there's not going to be anything that is tied to that market or anything controlling them. It's going to be a truly, truly free market. Um, and that is what is the biggest appeal to a lot of people is that it doesn't care who or what you are, where you come from. The only thing it matters about is, is this thing legitimate? Is this thing safe? Is it, um, does it have value? And then from there, you know, the, you know, the price goes up. So, yeah. um, and it's completely open and transparent. Like you can go in and track, you know, trades that people that have hundreds of millions of dollars in the market are making. So very transparent. Are you using when you do yours, if you, if you so do feel like telling, do you use like a app, do you use an actual wallet online? Yeah. So what is it that you're using? Cause I know there's so yeah. different out there. There's yeah, so there is. Out there. Mm-hmm. So I do obviously, you know, your, your, your big boy apps, like, you know, I have like all of my apps on my phone, but I, you know, I do your Coinbase, um, your crypto.com. Um, yeah, I, I just do Coinbase and stuff like that. Um, just because it's super easy. Anybody can have it. Um, if you are getting into crypto, do not start buying crypto on um, like those st- stock platforms like your Robinhood, your Rebull and stuff like that and PayPal, because yeah. you, you don't actually own the physical cur- the physical crypto. You own like a contract of it, which is very, very weird. But basically a good rule to follow is if it's not your wallet in crypto, because that's where you stole it, it's not your um, crypto. Um, so definitely get on a specific app. Like I said, Coinbase is good. Uh, Voyager. Go ahead. Let's let's so say let's go into that just a little bit because that's something I personally learned maybe six months ago. I mean, like yeah. it's something that I think a lot of people don't know about is so let's go dive into that real quick about the like crypto wallet feed fact and explain yeah. that maybe a little bit more to people because you probably can put it in better terms than I can. But I know yeah, so, about it. Exactly. So basically all a crypto wallet is it's you know it's just a secure place to store your crypto, right? Instead of having and you can actually have physical wallets that plug into your computer. It's called a cold wallet. We'll go over that later. But it's just a way of actually, you know, storing your crypto, right? Um, but it's on a wallet and only you can have access to it. There's a thing called the seed phrase that you have to write down. So it's three random uh, words that you're just you you don't memorize it. You better write it down on pen and paper because um, let's say you forget your password or you need to back up your wallet, this is, and if you have crypto in there, if you don't have your um, password handy, you're not gonna get in. Now you can restore your wallet and then you're gonna, they're gonna ask for these 12 words that you should have written down and you can restore it. But it's just a way to store your crypto as well as with a lot of wallets, you can send your crypto to and from the wallet. So there's two things also called um, like a public and a private address. So the private address is the stuff I talked about, the 12 words you have to write down. So for instance, um, oh my God, where is my book? Um, there is, you know, phrases that you have to write down. So I have like a handy, you know, um, comp book that I have that has all of my stuff securely stored away. And then the public address is everything that everybody can see in the world, right? No, they can't hack into it because you use your public address to receive crypto. So if you're like, Hey, Marty, I want to send you, you know, $50 with the Bitcoin. I'd be like, great. Here's my public address. You'd copy that address, put it into your wallet, right? You say, hey, I'm sending $50 to this address of my Bitcoin and boom, it's sent and that's it. And then what's cool is you can actually track it, right? You can actually go on a lot of these websites and see, um, because like I said, it's open source. You can actually see, okay, what time did it get sent? How much of it did it get sent? Did it get delivered? Um, So it's that full transparency aspect of it, which is also really, really, really nice versus, you know, if you were to send money across the world with Western Union or a wire transfer, well, you're paying a super, super high fee, right? It's going to take days usually to get there. And then you got to convert it to another currency, which is another, you know, fee that you pay. Here, I could send money to somebody in the Philippines, right? And they have it pretty much within a couple of minutes, no fees besides me just sending it, which is sometimes little to no, um, you know, uh, 
couple of nickels or dimes, whatever it is, and there's no exchange of currency. You can exchange cryptos to another uh, crypto, but right. that's pretty much free. So yeah. Yeah, that's the main draw to it, right? That's the the whole the pie. Everyone can see everything. That's what people like about it, the transparency yeah. pie. And there's no mm-hmm. way anyone can really uh, get away with things. The ledger won't allow it. Yeah, like it, it it had a bad rep when it first started because it was you you know kind of used for the wrong. Um, um, implications, you know, was used in the dark web to make all these purchases, right? Because you couldn't stop. Once it got sent, that's it, it got sent, you know? Yeah, and then, right. <laughs> um, but what, you know, Bitcoin and crypto was founded on originally was, you know, it was, it was for the good. It was like, we want to give access to everybody in the world and not have any restrictions or limitations. Now, obviously there's countries that limit it and restrict it. Um, and there's loopholes around it. The thing is, is people are like, oh, well, crypto is going to fail. For crypto to fail, literally the whole entire internet, the world wide web has to go down. Like that's just a fact. Because as long as there's somebody with access to a computer and connects to the internet, you're going to be able to, you know, um, access your crypto some way or another. Um, so you know, there's always news coming out, regulations and all that. That's perfectly okay. That's normal. Like I said, obviously, is it good news? Not really, but it actually brings more validity and more use case to a lot of you know um, everything in the cryptocurrency world because since there's so much pushback, there's obviously something that this um, market provides that a lot of people are not comfortable with yet, right? Because they don't have control over it. They can't control how much you know Ethereum I buy or how much like or how much Dogecoin I buy. They can't have control over that, and they can't control you know how much money I make off of it. So that's why there's a lot of regulate. You know, they're going to say, well, it's to prevent hacks and scams. It's not for that. They they the, the government doesn't care if we get hacked or scammed. You know they care about it because they're missing out on a lot of money. So that's where they're trying to tax us. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I understand that. Is there ever any concern of yeah of governments and stuff coming in, stepping in when you know the prices might get to a certain level? Is there any concern in that area? Well, not really, because they can't really con- con- uh, control the price action, right? Uh, how of how high it's going to go. The only concern is going to be um, obviously taxes, right? How are they going to tax you on it? And right now it's just, you know, short-term and capital gains tax. I don't know if they can tax it another way. And then um, what kind of exchanges and platforms you can access. So for instance, like right now, you know, Binance.com is banned in the U.S., but there's Binance.us. Um, so they could limit you in that. Uh, they could limit your um, availability to um, access all the cryptos, right? Or access all the coins out there. But like I said, in you know, for them to really ban, I know China has banned Bitcoin, right? But they're also communist regimes; they can do that. So, yeah, in terms of the U.S., again, the U.S. is money hungry. We like money. Yeah, no doubt. The, the, the Fed, the Fed's <laughs> like money. So, again, uh, you know, 2017, you're seeing a lot of these institutions and banks saying, "Oh no, Bitcoin's a scam. It's going to fall. It's going to topple this and that." And now this bull run, you're seeing all of them buy it, put it on their balance sheet, right? So it's kind of like a boy who cried wolf, you know. Um, but then now they're starting to see the actual use case and application of it and the money-making opportunity. So they're getting into it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I think what's going to happen is we're, we are going to reach a really big crossroads and a really big fork in the road. Um, and that's where you're going to have your make or break, like, okay, are these, are we going to, you know, just shut up and start adopting it and get with it? Or are we going to really start to have to press against this and, um, really try to shut it down and personally i think if they do try to really start to you know shut it down and be against it they're going to start to see a lot more people go into the adoption of crypto because people are going to start to see the banks are really if they're really why are they really trying to shut it down like why yeah you know 100%. uh 
And a lot of people now are starting to leave a lot of banks. They're not holding their money there. I mean, look at inflation. Inflation is up like over 6% for the year. So <laughs> if you've just been holding money right now, like you're losing money just by holding in a bank versus, like I said, if you, you know, we were talking about earlier where the safe thing right now is risk, calculated risk. So you should be exposing your money to some sort of market, whether it's, whether it's crypto, whether it's stocks, you know, real estate, anything, you got to be putting your money where at least it's working. Um, because again, COVID messed everything up. <laughs> it just messed everything up. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, well, the government's going to save us. They're not going to save you. It's, they, they, they want you to think that, but they're not going to save you because again, they, there's too many people that they would have to save, but how, how's this money going to get paid back? That money is, you know, we keep printing it. Sure. But the inflation is going to keep going up. <laughs> You're right. going to end up like, a, like, Venezuela, like Venezuela. So it's a fine line. It's a very fine line, but again, you know, that's me going on a spiel and a rant there, but <laughs> not uh, no. spiels and rants are welcome. With, yeah. with the, with, let's talk about a little bit in, about inflation real quick. Cause obviously like you just said, it's, it's rising. I mean, I think uh, there was a stat out that you, if you basically, what is it now? If your dollar's worth about 99 cents, right? I think there was a stat somewhere out there. I, I can't remember where I, I read it, but um, yeah. with that being said, what does that entail for crypto? Because I've heard things where, uh, you know, that's a dollar loses value. Crypto is going to gain value. What yeah. So that, how, what's the truth behind that? Because I've heard that. I have no idea why, but I'm just curious. Yeah. So basically what Bitcoin is right now is the digital gold. Um, it's a hedge against inflation because the dollar, for instance, we can, what is backing the dollar right now? Right. Like back in the eighties, we were on the gold standard. Nixon took us off of it. Ever since then, the dollar hasn't been back to anything. Really what it's been back to is the strength of the US military and the perseverance of the American economy. That's the only right. thing it's been back to because no one's on a bet, bet against America in, in a war or the economy. So that's great and all, but the thing is, is we can print dollars whenever we want, right? So for instance, COVID happened, what do we do? Well, we're just gonna print $3 trillion. Well, you're, what, what does that do to supply? You're inflating the supply. There's more supply out there. So it reduces the value of the dollar yes, versus crypto. Yeah. Versus crypto. Um, Bitcoin, for instance, there is a finite supply. There will never be more than this supply ever. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world. It doesn't matter what kind of technology happens. There's only going to be this much. So it's just basic economics, supply and demand. As supply reduces, the demand increases, which further increases the, uh, the price. So that's where a lot of the appeal is in cryptos because a lot of tokens or a lot of coins, they have a fixed supply, whether it's going to be 21 million coins, whether it's going to be a billion coins. There's going to be a fixed supply, so people know. Okay, if you know, once all these get bought up, well, the price is going to, you know, you're going to be able to trade the crypto, but the price is going to go up because they're going to say, hey, there's no more coins out there. I'm the only one with one Bitcoin. You want it? You're going to have to pay this much. So that is um, the, um, you know, the appeal to it, as well as the fact that um, it's it's back to something, right? So whether it's back to a number of coins that are out there, it's back to some sort of project that's out there. So Ethereum, for instance. Um, you know, a lot of people like it and are predicting it to really overtake Bitcoin. Probably this bull market is because Ethereum is the gas of the internet, right? Ethereum is used for everything, whether it's building a website, whether it's building some sort of app, whether it's running some sort of program. Ethereum is building use because it's the building block for it and it's very, very scalable and it's very, very easy to use and to understand. So that is the appeal of Ethereum is because it actually has a lot of use case that no matter what happens in this world, Ethereum will always be around and it can be upgraded. Um, so again, a lot of people flock to crypto because again, it's a hedge against inflation. They actually know what they're putting their money into. They know what it's being exposed to. And, you know, 
they know that, hey, there's not going to be more, more than this amount of coins out there. And that is it. So obviously, the more I buy of these at a low price, the longer I hold on to them, the more, you know, my, my um, investment is only going to appreciate. It's not going to depreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on Ethereum. I like it. Um, yeah. And I don't know why. Like, I think, I think the reason I liked it personally, not, and not even you went into the fundamentals of it. I mean, it's the building blocks, right? And that's more than I probably even knew. But um, uh, I like the idea just because I think it's the most practical one and of, at an affordable price, you know, for the majority of people in a sense. And, mm-hmm. and, and you can obviously, you probably know there's way more than just Ethereum, obviously. But in my head, like you have, everyone knows Bitcoin, everyone knows Ethereum. Everyone knows those names. And it's much harder for the average person to purchase a full Bitcoin than it is to buy a full Ethereum. So it's like, and not yeah. saying that they don't have intrinsic value for you to, if you did spend 2000 into Bitcoin versus 2000 to Ethereum. I think people can argue that all day, but if like someone wanted to hold the physical asset and Hey, Hey, I have one, the Ethereum's are way to go. In my opinion, I don't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, a, it, um, yeah, you're right. And it's got a lot more, um, uh, for say, uh, growth in the short term. So like, you know, for, for Bitcoin to double right now from go to from 40 K to 80 K that's a two X, right. But people are like, well, that's a big price jump. That's only a two X, right. ETH can, you know, go to potentially 10K by the end of this year. And it's right now at 2K. So that's a 5X increase, you know. Um, But also, you don't have to necessarily buy a whole Bitcoin or ETH to be exposed. That's what's cool Mm -hmm. with cryptos. You can buy, you know, I have 0.1 Bitcoin or I have 0.5 ETH, whatever it is. And you're making money on that, right? However much money you put in, you put 5K into Bitcoin. And, you know, let's say it was 0.5 back in the day. And then Bitcoin, you know, goes and does a 4X where you just made, you know, Five, you just turned five exactly. You made five, you turned five k to 20k. Um, versus in stocks, you can't really do that. You can't, you know, there's like fractional shares you can buy, but that's really BS. Um, but you know, you actually, BS, just curious. Well, because a lot of the stocks you're going to get fractional shares into, they're going to be worth, um, you know, they're they're usually, yeah, like a yeah, or yeah, or like a, or like a fraction of like Amazon or Google, which is like two or three thousand dollars. Which, which again, you're exposed to that company, but those companies don't move a lot, right? They move like four or five percent, maybe a month, maybe that's like a really good month for them. Here, Bitcoin just did forty percent in the last week, you know. So being exposed to like 0.5 of a Bitcoin, it does forty percent, is way more valuable than being exposed to half of an Amazon share and it does only eight percent in a month, whatever it is, you know. That is why it's just. I get the appeal to like, oh, I'm exposed to Amazon. That's great. But why are you exposed to it? Are you exposed to it just because you want to expose or are you exposed because you want to make money? Yeah. You're going to make money. Tap, no risk yeah. type, of type of investment. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I mean, Bitcoin is a large cap stock. I mean, you could treat it as a large cap stock because it's I'm market sorry. caps. I meant, I, meant, I meant Amazon when I said that. I, apologize. Yeah. I don't know if I was. No, you're, no, you're fine. But Bitcoin is, I mean, it's almost uh, when it was at a 50K or 60K per price point, it was over a trillion dollars in market cap. That's a, that, that puts it up there with Apple. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Amazon. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> and, and that still moves way more um, in a much more aggressive and volatile aspect compared to those coins or to those stocks. So I, tr- I, I had my whole um, rabbit hole with stocks and options and i still do like i still like to follow them but it's just seeing the money making opportunity in crypto is just night and day it is this does not compare and i heard a statistic where the crypto market moves four times as fast as the stock market is that yeah i would probably put it more 
Okay. Yeah. Well, like, look at what happened in May. In May, we took a 50% hit <laughs> in like a matter of two weeks. In two weeks, the market just dumped 50%. Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, if that happened in stocks, I mean, well, you have like all of these um, levels where like you know, they, they literally closed the market, right? To let it cool down a bit before, you know, more of us, it happened during COVID. Mm-hmm. We hit like the second level. Um, I, you know, I was, I was looking at one of uh, Graham Stephan's videos and he does a good job, does like basic finance and investing, but, um, yeah, it's considered a, a bear crash or a market crash when the stock market dips like 40%. In crypto, that's like very normal. <laughs> like it is right. not out of it. That's like 40%. Okay, yeah, it's a big, it's a big hit, but it's like normal. Like when you get to like the 60, 70%, that's when it's like, okay, that shit just kind of hit the fan there. Yeah. But yeah, it is not unusual to go 50% in two weeks. And that's where um you really start to kind of weed out the people just casually investing to people that are serious because that are people that are casually investing. They run for the hills. Like, Oh no, I just lost my half my portfolio overnight. I can't do this. This is too stressful. I can't, because again, that's crypto. It's volatile versus we've been through this. We know this and it's going to keep on happening until, you know, we uh, grow a lot more in size. So yeah. No, absolutely. Um, If you were to suggest to somebody that's new, and they have like, okay, hey, Marty, I've got ten. I've got a hundred dollars. Yeah. What are what's a one small smaller known crypto that you would suggest? If you only if you only had a hundred dollars and you do this, I would either do like a Cardano, um, or I would do uh, like a Polygon, Matic, <clears throat> or maybe Matic. but I'm, yeah, I'm Matic. on the Matic fan fan train. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> oh, Matic is awesome, um, or so something where you're going to be now, obviously you don't want to go into shit coin. Now, if you can, it's a high risk. You could do high risk, you know, the ones that are like point, point, point zero, 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 whatever. But um, yeah, I would do car. I would do Cardano or Matic, or if I did a third one, I like XLM stellar lumen a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. It just needs some time to grow because they're going to, uh, when the Coinbase card comes out, you're going to be getting like 4% return um, when you make purchases with uh, in stellar lumen, which is awesome. So I would be looking into coins where you could get the most bang for your hundred dollars, right? You're going to be getting either uh, one coin for every dollar that you spend, or if not two for every dollar that you spend, you know, um, expose yourself to those types of coins, but not shit coins, <laughs> not your, yeah, no, yeah. not your, not your dog coins, not your, yeah, dog not those because <laughs> even again, those are the ones that could flip your hundred into a thousand, but you got to be very, very um, lucky. You just have to be on top. Yeah. Lucky on top of that trade. And then just ready to move because those things just pump and dump like crazy. So my funny story with Doge is I had thirty two thousand. I bought at like point oh two cents. It's like why not? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Throw a couple, throw like two hundred bucks and see what happens. And it got up to ten cents, and I was like, I'm selling. I made th- I made thirty two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I was like, heck yeah! Like and because I was like again like what we just said. It's a shit coin. Like it's a yeah. shit coin. I was like, you well, know, not what? anymore. I mean, it's got use case apparently now. <laughs> But at the time, I was like, "Yeah, take my There's a meme coin and get yeah. out." And then it, oh my god, dude! I was like, cracking. I mean, I was also like, "Oh yeah, fuck!" And I was also just laughing my ass off, like, you know what? I got I out, you, but like, who would have fucking known? No one, no one. I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. And it, well, yeah, I and mean, obviously Elon being on Twitter and all that, and you know, promoting it and chilling it. Yeah. It, you, I, I don't think anyone ever saw it hitting 70 cents. Oh, God, no. no I was, uh, when it hit 70, I was like, this thing's going to hit a dollar. And then obviously <laughs> it didn't. But um, that's how it goes. Like the first step is like oh, 10, God. then it's like 25, 50 cents after 50. It's like, it's going to hit a dollar. It probably will hit a dollar at some point, maybe you know, later on this year. Who knows? But, 
Yeah. But I, I would never, I wouldn't count it out as dead. There's probably a lot of people that are buying it right now still. So for the long-term hold, for the long-term hold. So, power of the internet, man. Power of the internet. The internet, the internet is powerful. Just me, just me money. Uh, <laughs> um we've been doing about an hour 15 man uh this has been awesome i'm, I'm loving it i got one more question for you i've been asking ahead, almost all my yeah. guests i asked all my guests this now yeah man uh, it has to do pertain to the podcast and it's how are you living yourself for every day how am i living there? myself for every day Very so broad, broad an answer ain't no wrong yeah. right or wrong, but ain't no right or wrong um so again that's it's still a work in progress um it's you know a habit that i'm trying to learn and some habits that i'm trying to unlearn but how I'm trying to live for myself is literally um, is to do, do the things that have either scared me or do the things that I didn't think maybe I was going to be capable of doing in that moment, right? Or in that time when I, you know, was thinking about it mm-hmm. and just, just give it a shot, right? Like I said, it comes back to that principle we were talking about. Um, I don't know if the podcast has started by then or not, but we're going to die. We're going to die one day, as simple as that. <laughs> um, and am I really going to be worried about what I had posted, what I had you know, said, how I had reacted, how I had the outlook, you know, what had happened? Am, is that really going to matter on that bed, right? Mm-hmm. And if the 99% of the times the answer is no, right? So I do it. Um, and then just, just, just keep on trying new things. Keep, keep on evolving, never staying stagnant, never staying stale. Um, whether it's educating, whether it's, you know, traveling, visiting a new place, whether it's learning a new skill, a new hobby, even if it's something that I'm like, oh, I would never see myself doing it, being like putting, you know, checking the ego and still going in, right? You know, trying it, even if it's a recommendation, even if it's something small to something very big, um, you know, taking it and actually, you know, doing it 100%. Um, and then, you know, trying to spread a lot of value, trying to sp- spread a lot of um information out there not just keeping it to myself you know being egotistical again or just saying oh i want all the i want all the abundance i want all the gains like hey there's plenty of it out there i'm going to share it um i really do like teaching and educating people um you know you know uh, helping them understand why this is a better choice or why this is the better option or why this is uh something you want to watch out for because it's nice to know that like you actually had an impact and you could actually ch- could have changed somebody's outcome yeah. um, as, as to where they headed out, you know, especially in trading, right? The last thing you want to do is see somebody lose hundreds of thousands of dollars that could have been avoided by just one <laughs> simple fix or one simple trick. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's why, you know, TikTok, it's obviously to brand myself, but also just to kind of spread that knowledge because I, I do try to keep it basic and simple um, because I know it can be very, you know, scary, you know, crypto and all that. So I just try to keep it like, you know, if I was talking to a friend and like, hey, this is what's going to happen and this is what it means. Um, and yeah, just, you know, enjoying the life and making it a memory, like making the whole, all the experiences looking back, like, damn, like that was a roller coaster, but I'm so glad that roller coaster happened because it set me up for this, right? If if this didn't happen, I would not have been able to handle what what just happened in my life now. Right. And if this happened, then, um, when this happens later on in my life, I know I'm going to be ready for it, whatever it is. Making risks, challenging yourselves, and going with the flow is what I'm hearing. And uh, you know, it's a perfect yeah. answer, man. It's a perfect answer. There is no right or wrong answer. It's something I just like to ask guests. You know, the theme of the podcast is live yourself every day. And mm-hmm. I love having people on that do all these different things. I get to talk to them. I get to hear their experiences, how they got into it, 
how they think. And it's just, it's the beauty of this podcast. I love, uh, and I'm so happy I got to have you on, dude. I'm so happy we no, connected. Yeah, I know. Uh, just, uh, like, just talking about crypto and uh, stuff. And I was like, you know what, man? You got to yeah. come on just because I knew. I know. I just knew this would be awesome. Uh, have a great time. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you freaking, you know, you saw, I'm, you saw one of my Snapchat posts about crypto and you, um, you know, I'm glad it caught your eye, whatever it is I was saying and doing. And, you know, here we are. So it's awesome, man. Life, life. Because you're doing similar, you're doing your job and you're also making your socials, which is something I'm trying to do. And yeah. that's why you caught my eye. And I said to you from the beginning, keep doing what you're doing. I could text, I would text you when I saw your things show up on my for you page. Cause you know why that's so important to know was it i mean yeah not like i'm not trying to toot my own horn here but like wasn't it important wasn't it nice to know like oh my god it's it, is, it, is, page. it is it is it is yes is working, yes right? yes like, exactly that's something is is it's vital you need you need people in your group that are there and saying hey i see you doing these things and you're mm -hmm. doing a great job keep going because mm -hmm. you never know and especially as a creator and i'll, I'll make i'll take keep it quick because we're at like an hour 20 but like mm -hmm. as a creator you do have days where you're like, what am I doing with my content? Yeah. Or you just don't want to do it. You're like, oh my God, the last thing I want to do is make a TikTok right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And someone says something nice about what your work that you're doing. And it's just the motivation to maybe get you through the day, oh, yeah. week, through, you know, whatever it might be. So yeah. But anyways, I'm, this was, this was awesome. We had an hour, 20 minutes. Oh, it was awesome. I loved it. Man. I hope to have yeah. you on again. We'll talk a little bit. Maybe For sure. Man. And stuff. For but, sure. Uh, it was awesome, Marty. I, I, I wish you the best. You look like you're doing great. You're thriving. Uh, thank, I love thank it. You, so thank, you, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying, man. Yeah, okay. I mean, look, I did, I, I did, you know, and this is one thing I got to get better at is obviously staying in touch with people. I didn't even know you were doing a podcast, right? I know you're <laughs> in South Carolina, but I know you're doing a podcast. I know you're doing digital marketing and all this. So that's one thing that I obviously um, have to get better at is why I'm so caught up in my stuff. Also check in with everybody else. Say, hey man, how are you doing? How's life? You know, no way you're doing a podcast, dude. Like, let's get this podcast going. Or you're doing marketing, man. I got a, you know, got somebody you can market for, whatever it is. Hey, it's it's hard to do all that. So I don't knock it. It is. Uh, I <laughs> wasn't telling every anyone from back home that sure. in this podcast. So those who found out found out on their own will, and now they listen. Yeah. Me, but I never never told anybody I was doing it really. So yeah, man. Three people I told. So it happens. I ain't going to hold that against you, but now we'll keep in touch. Now we'll watch each other's content. And um, anyways, say goodbye to the people. Peace. All right, guys, take it easy.